Hey guys, have you ever hung out in a graveyard? Let's talk about it. This is episode five. We here at Plot Twist love hanging out with the dead, but we know that that's not the case for everybody. But no. back back in the uh, 19th and 20th century, that was a very different story. It was some hot stuff. It was, you don't turn down a date in the cemetery, <laughs> truly. So picnicking in graveyards, along with other recreational activity, used to be super commonplace. It was just a tradition of the Victorian area. Area? Era. Picnicking in the 19th and 20th century was immensely popular pastime in both America and England. And there are two theories uh, to this huge spike in cemetery socializing. The first theory is that the mass amounts of death during the time period from war to disease was everywhere. And it's thought that some folks drew comfort from being close to their loved ones. It also could be that the fear of death was lessened and the stigma was gone. That's one theory. That's really interesting because um, I feel like we see that today in some ways of wanting to be close to loved ones. But in, you know, 21st century, we're not as comfortable being around others in the grave, I guess. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe in the Victorian era, they would have family wakes within the home and it was super commonplace just to have your loved one lying there on the couch or in the middle of the living room for others to come and observe um that sounds very creepy to us now that is Mm -hmm. not common some people do that still but it's not it is not the way that most people do things so uh there was a a level of comfort with death and being around it for this this time period Yeah, I guess compared to having your loved one's body in the home on display, having a picnic in the graveyard doesn't seem so uh, extreme. No, it doesn't. Um, So that's kind of the first theory to things. Um, Some other parts of this are prior to the 19th century, cemeteries had been all on church grounds. And because there was so much death during the 19th century, this was no longer possible, and they started to move cemeteries to the outskirts of town instead. Oh, that's really interesting. And they had more room out there, I would guess, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So if you think about if you've ever seen um, smaller churches, they usually don't have a very big cemetery attached to them at all. Like, not the cemeteries we think of today. They're like mm-hmm. rolling hills of just headstones and headstones. Um, especially, like, when we've gone to Europe, um, and, of course, the Europeans came over to America, so this makes sense. Uh, There's just the church and then almost like a a person's house, like a a backyard-sized area for graves, and that is just not enough. Right. And when we went to St. Mikan's as well, um, they have a certain plot size, like you said, like a backyard. Mm -hmm. It's all filled, and the graves are pretty close together. So I would say there's probably less than 100 graves at – the graveyards you would typically see associated or like on church property. Yeah. And then where do you go from that? Especially, you know, this was the time of plagues. This was the time of the Civil War. So there's a lot of bodies that need buried. And not a lot of places to put them. So that's why they started having, 
you know, cemeteries built outside of town, outside of the church property on, you know, probably what would be farmland. Um, some families simply wanted to continue their traditions of enjoying a meal with family, despite some of those attendees being deceased. There's actually a lot of articles on this, um, but the one that I found was from a January 1885 article in the Fort Scott, Kansas, Daily Tribune. Describes the family Thanksgiving celebration in the cemetery. Um, they said, we are going to keep Thanksgiving with our father as was live and hearty this day last year. And we've brought something to eat and a spirit lamp to boil coffee. That is really cool. I know a lot of people, it's really popular on holidays to go visit loved ones. Like, especially Mother's Day, Father's Day mm-hmm. in the cemetery. Anytime I've done that, um, I we usually only stay 10, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, typically you go, you pray, maybe you bring some flowers mm-hmm. to the gravesite and then you leave then it gets uncomfortable because you don't know what to do because you've been there too long and you have no idea what to do next right i have seen um some people and i think we have in our cemetery um ramblings that we've seen people (laughs) hanging out at graves reading um sitting in chairs Mm -hmm. my husband and i were driving past the cemetery a couple weeks ago and he's like that is so weird why is someone sitting in a cemetery reading i was like they want to be with their loved one I think that's great. Yeah. You know, just spending some time in their presence and setting aside time to be with them and just, it's comfortable. You know, and even if you don't have a loved one that's buried at a cemetery, you know, there's a peaceful factor to being Mm -hmm. in a cemetery. It's quiet. Typically, it's a beautiful space. And Mm -hmm. the people there will not judge you. (laughs) That is so true. They will not judge you. Um. So yeah, you know, I grew up with a cemetery right behind my uh, my allotment, so my neighborhood, and it was super common for the kids to just kind of go to the cemetery, ride their bikes, their scooters. Um, I would walk through there with my grandma, and we knew nobody there that was buried in that cemetery, but we would just, you know, walk around. We liked to see the different names on the gravestones. Um, it was, yeah, it was a recreational thing. But I mostly saw those who did that within that cemetery were, like, kids from my neighborhood. But still. Yeah, I think it's great as long as people are being respectful and every, you know, almost every time we went there, we were respectful. Let's remember we were teens. We were – but for the most part, you know, we'd walk. We'd, um, you know, I can't – I want to think about that stick thing. (laughs) But I think as long as people are being respectful, <laughs> it can be a really great way to not forget the dead. Even if you don't know them, it keeps them, keeps you connected to them and keeps them relevant in a yeah, way. I agree. So I mean, it's not something we see as much today. I kind of wish it was. I do too. But that kind of all goes into what the first theory of why um, people started picnicking in cemeteries. And then we go on to theory two. The second theory is that at the time, they didn't have a lot of green space in towns as there's more and more businesses, homes, industry being built. And so there's less green space. But at the same time, like you said, Morgan, um, cemeteries are starting to be moved out to more rural spaces. So this is the best place people have to be outside and 
be with friends. Cemetery is better than, you know, a dirty alleyway. Yeah. So, I mean, that could be part of it. It may have nothing to do with the mass amounts of death. Of course, that does affect the fact that that's why cemeteries were placed out in those areas. Um, But they didn't really have parks at the time. So they didn't have a place to socialize outdoors, um, especially if you're from the cities. So it might have been the, the best place to go. And I read an article that said people really thought that they owned part of that cemetery. They paid for that family plot. That land around that plot was theirs. So thinking of it that way, they would just go to hang out on their land. That's a really good point, especially when they don't have a backyard. They mm-hmm. don't have room. You have that land that you own yeah, to get to have some fresh air. And, you know, owning land, you know, now and then is was really an important thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it was more back then. Mm-hmm. So they took advantage of m- thinking of it more as this is the land I own, not this is where mom is buried. Of course, she is buried there, but, like, that's also – that's your property. That's really interesting. Very unique way to look at it, but very, very true. Yeah. So, yeah, I read one article that kind of brought that perspective up, which, yeah, I thought was very interesting. Um, so to reflect this, in the 19th century, the word graveyard that, you know, was more typically used in the past was uh, replaced more commonly with cemetery. It's from the Greek word of sleeping or resting place. So at this time, cemeteries were being built more with you know, the living in mind and as a place of recreation and as a place for rest, not only for the dead, but also for the living. At this time as well, between the late 19th, early 20th century, spiritualism was very, very popular. People were sometimes um, starting to draw away from the traditional idea of religion and being drawn towards what happens to you after death? Can I communicate with spirits? So it was very common. Seances were really popular. Um, spirit photography, trying to capture the dead on camera. Um, people would try to send telegraphs and receive telegraphs from beyond the grave. And there were tons of books and lectures and scholars and, I don't know, Maybe some kind of, maybe some people who weren't exactly scholars, a little more hokey, but people were really interested in this and trying to do research into what happens after death. So people were starting to become really comfortable and curious about the afterlife and about spirits. Mm -hmm. So that made them comfortable with being around the dead in the cemetery. Do you think this kind of spurred from the fact that during this time there was so much death and they wanted to feel comfort in knowing that their loved ones were somehow still present with them yeah I think that's a really good point because that's I mean that's what you want and especially (laughs) you want to feel you want to feel closer with your loved ones right then that I think that has a lot to do with why this gained traction maybe they weren't finding the answers they wanted in their I guess religion Mm -hmm. at the time and they wanted to seek an answer that they liked better, I guess. Right. Well, and there's more technology at this time that they're like, okay, so we have, you know, more more scientific methods. We have photography, telegraphs, and these are all ways I think people are like, okay, 
maybe we can use some kind of science and technology to help us reach the afterlife as well. Mm-hmm. So I think it was kind of like a, you know, perfect timing. Very it, interesting. And I think it's it's interesting that, like, spiritualism and related things are, con- like, kind of recreational at this time. So that also, I think, helps, you know, hanging out in se- cemeteries to be recreational, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think they're kind of connect in that way. Mm-hmm. So also, there was a lot of mystery and even romance surrounding death during this time. I mean, you could even romanticize those different spiritual beliefs and wanting to get those spirit photography photos um, if you wanted to look at it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was also a lot of death in literature during this time. You think of things like Edgar Allan Poe, for example, that may have spurred from the mass amounts of death due to war and disease. Uh, at the time, there was a certain level of comfort that went along with this. So you see it in things like the recreation of going and trying to take photos of the dead, the seances. You see it in the literature, um, in the way that people are living their lives. It's very all-encompassing when it comes to death. I mean, they were even wearing the hair of their dead loved ones. So not only they were wearing reminders of the dead. Mm -hmm. I feel like this would be an ideal time for us to live. Yes, I do. I think so. Other than, you know, the um, poor sanitation and the, um, you know, cramped living spaces and But all of, like, the death paraphernalia. Love that. We would have We would have been at every single, like, lecture on spiritualism. Very, very interesting. Americans, English, Anglo-Saxons were not the first people to do this sort of cemetery picnicking. For example, Catholics in uh, Latin America, Catholics in Latin America eat dinner amongst their loved ones at their graves on All Saints Day. And they even leave food and drinks for their loved ones in, in some countries. And that's been going on for a long time, centuries. And then also the Pontic Greeks used to picnic above the dead. And in the city of Rizana in Greece, they gather the first Sunday after Easter with tables and chairs and huge feasts to celebrate with the living and the dead. Oh, I love that. That's amazing. A lot of cemeteries have started banning picnics following the controversy over picnicking in cemeteries back in the 19th and 20th centuries because during this Victorian period, some like stingy people were not happy about this. They thought the picnicking was disrespectful. They thought it was, you know, got too like raucous, raucous, got too crazy. (laughs) So some cemeteries from that have banned picnics, Mm -hmm. but a lot of immigrant communities in the United States keep the tradition alive. Yeah, I don't think that it's fair. I mean, I do agree. um, Burying somebody is expensive. You have bought that plot. That is your little tiny square of land. If you want to go and read a book or picnic or have a beer, you should be able to. Absolutely. And I think the majority of people are being respectful when they do this. You you know, most people don't throw rager (laughs) on the grave of their loved one. But I think it's, I don't know. I just kind of feel like you have the right to be with your loved one. You have the right to spend time with them in the way that you want. 
long as you're not disturbing anybody else. Exactly. Of course, somebody's always going to disturb somebody else. And that's the problem. I think, you know, it's one of those things. Somebody ruins it for everybody. And now we can't do it. I agree. So wrong. Let me drink my bottle of wine and, like, do yoga on my mom's grave. Let's go. (laughs) Okay. Speaking of yoga... Um, there are actually some cemetery events today. One of them is uh, yoga meditation. It's actually at Lakeview Cemetery, which is close to us and is actually the cemetery we are going to be visiting today. Um, but yeah, they do all sorts of activities. We have not gone to one yet, but it's it's something that we must do. Uh, so they host music events, yoga meditation. Uh, they do pre-planning and pizza, which I think is a hoot and a half. So you, you plan your funeral and they help you like plan your, I mean, your like death yeah. plot, your burial and you get pizza. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, <laughs> historical walking tours, summer concert series. They do a hawk walk and an owl prowl and a bat night. It's, it's all sorts of cool stuff that um, we're hoping that we could be able to, to get to this summer. But we are going to Lakeview Cemetery today. To have our own picnic. Yes. We chose Lakeview because it is, so we're in Cleveland right now. It's technically in Cleveland Heights, but it is considered a recreational park in the area. A lot of the wealthy from the Gilded Age preferred um, this cemetery, a.k.a. rich white folks. Um, (laughs) But the cemetery has become more diverse over time. There was a lot of money in Cleveland back in the day. Mm-hmm. So Rockefeller, um, we have a lot of presidents in Ohio too. So Garfield is buried there. Um, there are a lot of big names uh, buried here. Um, a lot of the rich names of Cleveland. So on like Cleveland Clinic, University Hospitals, if your name is on one of those buildings, you're buried here. And also another fun fact, uh, Alan Freed, who is the reason that Cleveland is the birthplace of rock and roll, is also buried here. He coined the term rock and roll while he was a DJ in Cleveland. And we have him to thank for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Very cool. So a lot of interesting folks, but um, a lot of wealthy folks. So some of these monuments and mausoleums we're going to see are pretty top notch. So it's a lot of history. People go there for the history, but people walk there, run there. There's no bikes allowed, but they have a 5K. So we figured this would be a good place to go to picnic because we were afraid of being, you know, disrespectful to people that, you know, might be, I don't want to say offended, to people who might not appreciate us eating near their loved ones to be fair i'm gonna say 80 percent of those loved ones who are buried there are never visited so why Mm -hmm. not have somebody else visit them right you know why not have somebody else spend some time with them right as long as it's not disrespectful i don't see the problem right but i wouldn't want to be disrespectful it would be our luck we'd go right next to somebody who is grieving and i don't want to interrupt them in their time of grief i feel like it's easy to know if somebody is like but we're for already there, and then they come by, and then I feel like then a we leave. dick. Yeah, that's true. Then we leave. Or we say, oh, yeah, you know, tell me a little bit of, we could maybe ask to get to know who that person was, because they don't know we don't know them. That would be really cool, actually. 
Also, I, they might feel good to know that somebody else is there, too. They don't know. But, right. You know. I, I mean, it, if it was me, it would make me feel good if I was going to visit um, my loved one and somebody else was there. I mean, as long as they're not doing something weird, like peeing on the grave right. or, you know, something just out, outlandish. Like, I would be, you know, make me feel good that, oh, somebody else is visiting. You know, I guess I'd want to know who they were. But, like, even if they don't know them, it's like, thanks for spending time with my loved one when I wasn't here. Right. Kudos to you. Right. That's just my thought. I think it's hard, too, because we come in to cemeteries a lot of times with the intent of interest and I don't know we're curious about the lives of the people who are there but and you know want to make sure people are remembered but I know some people don't really come in with that mindset so I can see why people might not like it that's true but I think I would like it if someone was there personally if I would be like this is this is cool so when I was younger, I mentioned that I would go to the graveyard with my grandma all the time. We would just walk there because it was close to my house. And there was this one, um, it wasn't really a, a grave. It was a monument um, with the last name of the family who was buried. Like It was like a family plot. There's a lot of um, headstones underneath this monument. Um, and their last name was Ink. Uh, <sighs> it's a really tall um, monument that's there. And we would go there and visit all the time. I would like... Oh, you know, I was little, so I'd, like, get up on the side of the monument and, like, walk around it, and we'd, like, imagine who these people were and, you know, look at their names and, like, think about them, and it it was never weird to me, <laughs> and then there was another uh, gravestone there that I think is really beautiful, and I've seen a couple of these, but they're benches, and they'll say, you know, come sit with me, oh. and I feel like that's... I would hope that that's the choice of the person who was buried there, that they chose that. And that's almost them, like, welcoming you in to, like, yeah. come come sit with me. And I think that's beautiful that you have your own family memories around someone's um, someone's burial place. Yeah. and that and you I don't even know them. No, yeah. I, and I but... would like – I should I should honestly, because, you know, you can go to the cemetery and see the names, I mm-hmm. should take, like, note of that and maybe look them up. Maybe they're on, like, Ancestry.com or something. Like, it would be interesting because I'm, like, I would visit them every week with my grandma, and I have literally no idea who they are, but they almost, like, shaped a portion of my life without ever being alive to do so. Very weird, but... No, it's really cool. It would be... I think it'd be really beautiful to find out that somebody had been visiting your loved one and that that it had been a special place to them. I think it would mean a lot to me to know that someone else was also remembering them and it was they were special to them as well. Yeah. I should look into that. When I do, I will update everybody. Yeah, that would be really, really cool. Yeah, it would be cool. But we are headed to do our own picnic. Um, we're going to bring food with us. We are going to dress up like the Victorian ladies. We're going to have our little parasols with us, our... our dresses and and we're going to beautify ourselves to go on a walk and a picnic in the cemetery and most importantly we're going to bring you with us yes so it'll be interesting to see if there are other people around and what their um reactions to us are um whether it be good or bad or see if anybody's staring at us just kind of take a take some note of what's going on while Mm -hmm. we're there and and how we feel and what the experience is like so we're going to take you there with us um We're going to continue on with our banter if you'd like to listen. So we're here at 
Lakeview Cemetery. Um, it is actually Memorial Day weekend, it's the day before Memorial Day, and this is like a happening place. It's awesome. There are so many people here. We've already seen two artists painting in the cemetery, which is so cool. I've never seen that before. I haven't either, and they have their easels and everything. Like, it's, it's legit. It's amazing. So we're going to walk around. We're going to see what else there is to see today and kind of see what other people are doing in the cemetery as far as recreation goes, and we will report back. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh my God, it's two, this is 285 acres. Are you serious? It's a lot. It's a lot. 285 acres. All right, so we just stepped out of the Wade Chapel, um, which is one of the more famous parts of Lakeview Cemetery here in Cleveland. So we had an impromptu tour by um, someone who works here, which was really, yeah, really awesome. I didn't get her name, but she was amazing and super fun. So this, um, this chapel was built by the grandson of Jephthah Wade, who is a big part of Cleveland's history. Uh, they had a lot of money. They had a lot of money. And they are... So uh, Jetha Wade is responsible for building the Cleveland Art Museum and the Cleveland Art Museum is free to anyone thanks to his, the money that he put into that. Yeah, so like his donations and his want for everybody to be able to come in for free to see the museum. And also he is, his grandson is responsible for uh, Lakeview Cemetery. As our tour guide said, most, you know, that he didn't want to be buried in a place, a crowded cemetery, mm -hmm. like a church cemetery, which is kind of what we were talking about. Yeah, they wanted a more beautiful space, so they bought out the entire land here for the cemetery. And um, so it's Jephtha is buried up on the hill here with the lake view, um, is what she said, so we'll have to look around for that but we did check out the chapel, which was amazing. It's amazing. The chapel is almost like, a, I don't even know how to describe it, like a concept chapel. It, it is, it's, it is a whole concept and you'd have to kind of come and get your own perspective on like what you think that concept is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, it felt more like a museum mm -hmm. to me. Um, I know that part of the story was that Jephthah's son had died before he had passed and he raised his grandson and so that's why his grandson was so invested in making this beautiful chapel and like having this land for his grandfather um, to I guess live out the rest of his days he's not living rest, rest, rest forever rest forever yeah and obviously Jephthah was a big proponent and enjoyer of the arts as he you know, basically created the Cleveland Museum of Art and his grandson wanted the chapel to reflect that. So he actually visited Lewis Comfort Tiffany in New York and he created most of the chapel. Everything except for the doors. Yeah, I and it all had to be said. shipped here from New York. Or actually, so the window, he had made this beautiful window. It is phenomenal. It's um, that like special, beautiful Tiffany glass that you think of when you mm -hmm. think of Tiffany and, and the artwork. 
his his grandson had seen it in Tiffany's studio and he said I want that for the chapel and he's like no 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 this is going to France so they struck up a deal that after it was displayed in France they would ship it all the way back here and now it's in the chapel today yeah so I guess it was in France for a couple of years and as our I guess as our guide reminded us they didn't have you know packing peanuts bubble wrap anything they just had um What'd she say? Sawdust. Sawdust. Basically to ship it in. So it went to France and back on its long journey and was unscathed. But it was the most beautiful part of the chapel. But the rest was designed by Tiffany to the floors, the murals, the ceilings, the lamps, everything except for the doors that doors were made in Cleveland. Yeah. The, she said. The most in, uninteresting part right. of it was made in Cleveland. But the doors are two tons each. They're iron doors. Yeah. So I guess. I mean, they are beautiful. They're but beautiful. in comparison to the rest of the chapel, they do nothing. No. For me, at least. No, not after that window. The walls are all mosaics and that they're made of tiny little pieces of glass. And so that was also designed by Tiffany. Yeah. And the it floor is a mosaic. Um, the majority of it is all glass mosaic. Yeah. And it's just stunning. And it's cool because the, um, well, basically, quick description, the walls are lined with different, you know, symbols from people that symbolize different things in the Bible. And there are rowers on either side of the wall on the mosaics. And he intended for the pews in the chapel to be a part of this, I guess, rowing experience. Yeah. So we're rowing towards the Tiffany stained glass, which is supposed to represent salvation. Yeah. 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 It is gorgeous. I will probably post some pictures with this, but it's just so interesting. You know, we come to a cemetery on a Sunday, it's Memorial Day weekend, and we're just, we're coming to picnic and, and we're walking around to see, you know, what other activities are people doing, like socializing. We've seen painters, we've seen a bunch of photographers, we've seen people here with their dogs. Um, and then it, because it is such a popular weekend, they have the chapel open. Janelle mentioned she's tried to to come by a couple of times and it was not open. So um, I feel like they're really trying here at this cemetery to make it really inviting to the public and, and kind of not shy away from learning a bit about some death history. Yeah. And I think it's also really interesting. Um, Morgan was looking up when the first graves, the first grave was struck, dug, I don't know. Yeah. So that was the, the oldest grave. So it must be the first I would assume um, and it was uh, 18 was it 1830 hold on let me check I actually just still have that pulled up so um, 1870 uh, the oldest grave was Captain Louis Germain DeForest 1838 to 1870 and that's so interesting to me because that is exactly that time period that Victorian mm -hmm. era where people were moving away from the church cemeteries. Yeah. And then we learned that Jephthah Wade had a big part in that experience in Cleveland. Yeah, because this is, is this the biggest cemetery in Cleveland? I believe so, yes. So, you know, the biggest cemetery in Cleveland was he bought the land out for this, for the community um, to have another option other than they really crowded graveyards that were probably associated with your church. I'm not even sure if you could be buried in another church's 
cemetery if it wasn't your home church. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure that I'm that thinking probably typically not. nowadays it's not. Yeah. So it gave an opportunity for people who maybe weren't religious, didn't have a church, you know, um, this beautiful space. You're like, we're sitting here right now looking at some fake swans out on this <laughs> beautiful uh, pond. So. I think it was almost designed to to be a park-like space. It's huge. It's basically designed to be beautiful rather than just a space to, you know, put bodies and grave markers right next mm-hmm. to each other. I really hope that this train is not that loud in the recording. <laughs> also, there's a train close by. If you can't hear it, we're worried about it. Yeah, we're uh. worried about it. That's so cool. All right, okay, let's see where Jephtha is buried. He's 10. He's up on the hill somewhere. I think it might right. be that hill. I oh, my God. I oh, my God. I think you're right. I think that's that hill. It has to be. When they say lake view, they actually mean, like, the lake lake? I think they... I don't know. You mean it's pond. Oh, my God, Morgan. I think that's it. It has to be it. Yeah. Okay, we made it up the hill. It's 80 degrees. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was We're rough. sweating. I mean, seriously, why? I mean, I'm wearing a dress and I have like sweat going down I my know. back and I've my butt crack. sweat in my, underneath my boobage. We're swampy. So, but we he- made it. We're here at Wade's Monument. So um, the meaning of Lakeview, you can, uh, look straight on you can see the uh the lake it's a great view up here you can really you can see really far so um it's a cool monument it's not as big as rockefellers which is down the hill i think it's like a cherub on top yeah some kind of angel thing it's it's pretty nice it's a nice nice i think the view is the best part up here and then we also have conveniently sat ourselves next to somebody else's picnic so there was somebody else here picnicking they're not here right now but i'm going to describe the blanket for you they have a quilted blanket on the ground there looks to be some containers as in they did eat so it was a picnic <laughs> and, my picnic blanket <laughs> or picnic basket that's what it is and there's a book it's a big book so it's either a big novel or a big bible i kind of want to walk by it and see should i I mean, they're not here. Uh, I'm going to go check it out, guys. BRB. They're a little bit braver than us because they actually brought a blanket. Whereas we took our picnic down by the... There's a small lake over by the Wade Chapel. And we sat on a bench down near there because we did not have that sort of bravery. Morgan's over there trying to pretend like she's not peering at the book. She's like over there looking around at all the other graves and being like, mm-hmm. Guys, it's one of us. It's not a Bible. It's a Harry Potter book, but it's upside down, so I don't know which book it is. <laughs> at least they're, you know, they're one of us. They're one of us. Oh, so we didn't describe our picnic yet. I started talking about it. Oh, right. So we had a lovely picnic. It was beautiful. Hot as balls. It was um, right in the sun. There were some picnic tables. There's uh, quite a few picnic, well, a handful of picnic tables they here. They were not in ideal spots. No. I would say the one was by a trash can. The other by a porta potty. So we opted for the bench. I didn't think it was the right decision. 
We had a beautiful view of the pond and the fountain and the fake swans. And then we were amongst a lot of graves. I like that spot because around the lake, there's a lot of like, we were talking about the, the gravestones that are benches as well. They're kind of all around that lake yeah, area. Yeah, so I think it would be appropriate to sit on one of those because it looks like they were oh, purposely totally. put there. Yeah. For lake viewing purposes. Yeah. So um, we have PB&Js. Classic. Janelle made some amazing t iced tea. We had some pretzels. We had apples. We had yellow apples. And we had some amazing carrot cake from Cleveland's own Presti's Greatest Italian it Bakery. It was amazing. Um, it was perfect. It was secluded yet not there just wasn't anybody around so you could like look all around and see things and um, we did see some people putting flags out for memorial day and we just showed and it was lovely so i encourage everybody to pack a picnic and <laughs> head to your nearest cemetery yeah we had no i mean no one gave us a second glance everyone was out enjoying their day and again we weren't the only picnickers here no um i don't know how many more there are but there's definitely someone who is eating food drinking water and um sponging in all of the harry potter goodness <laughs> i would Honestly, say this would be a different experience in a like a small like a church cemetery mm -hmm. um would definitely be a different experience and i don't know if i would be so brave i'm not sure unless i had a loved one who was buried there and i could be like i'm with my so-and-so i'm like i'm with my grandma right yeah, now yeah. i would feel weird I would feel weird. I might even feel weird if it was someone I knew, but there are souls braver than I. But if you do decide to venture out like us, check with the cemetery rules before you go. Unless you're feeling brave and then just go because what are they going to say to you? You can't picnic here and to which that's bullshit. <laughs> to which that's bullshit. <laughs> that's bullshit. It's public land, bitches. It's not. Not all of them are public land. <laughs> okay, don't listen to me, but listen to your heart instead. Listen to your... Oh, my God. I'm done. <laughs> Thanks for picnicking with us today. We had a lot of fun. It was super fun to have you with us in spirit as we roamed around the cemetery with our little recording device. Um... It was pretty hectic, but a lot of fun. So I encourage all of you to go out and have a picnic in a cemetery. And if you do so, um, if you submit a picture to us or message us on Instagram with a picture of you having a picnic in, a, in the cemetery by the end of June 2022, um, we will send you a $5 gift card to Starbucks. This is for real, people. This is for real. So we, so we want to know that we have people who are listening to the entire <laughs> podcast all the way to the end. So it's really simple. Go to the cemetery, have a little picnic, bring your Chipotle, whatever. Send us a quick picture and we will send you your Starbucks drink for the day. Just make sure before you go, check and make sure that um, picnics are allowed at the cemetery. Be respectful of the graves around. But don't worry, we didn't get any weird looks ex when we went picnicking, except for when Morgan fell and wiped out on the pavement. <laughs> I did. Um, so if you ever go to Lakeview Cemetery, the swans are not real, so don't get excited about the massive size of them. 
because they're fake. They're made of plastic. I got excited because I was like, wow, those are some big swans over there. And um, I looked away for two seconds and was on the ground. So great. So don't do that. Um, we might cut this out because that was stupid. Of, but um, yeah, go, go have a picnic and we'll send you a gift card. Cut this out. This is the best part. <laughs> it's embarrassing. <laughs> All right. Bye. See you next time. future topics or things you want to hear about um just go ahead and dm us on instagram it's um at official underscore plot twist and if you want to stay on top of everything we're doing uh like and subscribe like and subscribe guys (laughs) um so our resources are in the show notes and um music credit to matthew modina thank you matthew modina we love you (laughs) (laughs) See you guys next time. Bye.